All right, welcome to Goon and the Wasp. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today we're going to discuss the upcoming New York Jets-Philadelphia Eagle game and a little bit of fantasy football. I want to welcome my co-host, the Kahuna. Hey, how you doing, Wasp? Man, what a crazy week last week. Yeah, crazy game. The Eagles lost to the New York Giants 7-13. to Kahuna, you want to break it down? I don't know what you can say about that game. It was just disgusting. Philadelphia uh, Eagles 5-7. and seven. Well... You know, that was a, an important game, right? That was a, a playoff uh, opportunity, and I think that that's missed. Um, there's no way they should have lost that game. That's all you could say. They, they should have won that game handily. And uh, I don't know what Hurts was thinking. I don't know what the coaching staff was doing. Um, you know, early in the game, fourth and two from, like, what, the 15 or so? Kick the field goal, right? Take the points. No, they go for it, and not only does he not make it, doesn't he throw a pick or something? So uh, I don't know. It that, and that started the ball rolling, and after that, it was downhill. Yeah, hundred percent. This loss definitely hurts the Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurts was fourteen and thirty-one, hundred twenty-nine passing yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. Not a great game from Jalen Hurts. We spoke about opposing defenses last week, forcing him to throw the ball, taking away his run option, and unfortunately, the Giants did a pretty good job of making him force the ball in bad situations. On the ground, you had Boston Scott, 15 attempts, 64 yards and a touchdown. Tough running, but he had the big fumble in the fourth quarter. Terrible. That's a backbreaker fumble. I mean, if the Eagles played with no momentum the entire game. Here's Boston Scott stepping in for uh, Sanders, hurt again. And he was doing a hell of a job. He's just moving that ball. He's pounding a hole. And he was making some good progress. Had, what, about eight or nine-yard rush there. And this guy popped his elbow from behind, loses a fumble. And that's it. Takes the ball away. I thought the game was over then. But in a minute, we'll talk about what happened after. Yeah, exactly. Even on the uh, wide receiver side, Kenneth Gainwell led the way three receptions, 32 yards. Devontae Smith wasn't a big factor. Goddard wasn't a big factor. And, of course, Quez Watkins dropping that big catch at the end of the game that actually could have given the Eagles the win. Uh, Rager. Right? Wasn't that Rager? Rager, my apologies. Yeah, I mean, you know, first of all, I thought it was a done deal after the Scott fumble. Um, but somehow the Eagles got the ball, and they moved it down. I mean, a lot of it was dink and dunks, uh, getting it over the top, but they got in position. And then when <laughs> Hertz made two, count it, two on-the-money passes, right? Deep throws. Haven't seen him do that all year. And Rager, in his hands, in the corner, boom, drop. Then the last play of the game on the one, boom, drop, over. It reminded me a lot of Nelson Aguilar a couple of years back. You know, the big ones getting dropped. But up next for the Eagles, you got the New York Jets. We'll talk about the Jets in a little bit. They're three and eight. Currently, Philly minus seven, over under 45 and a half. Uh, right now, the New York Jets, the season leader, Zach Wilson, he's looking to get his second win of the season. Ty Johnson filling in for Michael Carter on IR. And Corey Davis has been leading the way, but there's also Elijah Moore who's having a breakout year, Jameson Crowder. And where is Denzel Mims? I keep hearing Denzel Mims. I haven't seen him on the floor all year. Yeah, um, you know, I tell you what, that it was a fun game and a, and a nervous game to watch the Jets. I, I really felt they could do it. They could beat, you know, Houston in that game, and they did. But, I mean, Zach Wilson didn't look good at all, right? There's calls for, where's Joe? Let's get Flacco back out there. And I really think right now, and I get it, you know, he's not their future, but Zach Wilson's got to figure out how to get that. But what was he like? Throwing 10% the first half? Well, we'll dive into the Jets here in a little bit. Right now, let's hit a little bit of fantasy football. Let's start with our wide receivers. Fantasy football. 
So let's start with Jalen Waddle out of Miami. Huge week, 10 targets, 9 receptions, 137 receiving yards and a touchdown. That was 28 fantasy points. This week playing the New York Giants, just coming off the win against the Eagles. 16 projected points. Waddle, number 35 overall in fantasy. He's had 8-plus targets in the last 7 games. He's really helping the Dolphins you know, create offense. And again, he's an Alabama wide receiver. Well, yeah, he's, he's just doing well, right? He's a perfect... Uh, Example of a possession receiver. And, uh, you know, he's been lucky because you got Devontae Parker, been on and off hurt all season. You got Will Fuller, supposed to be the big guy, hurt, not playing. Uh, So who stepped up? Waddle. And it was supposed to be kind of Waddle Gasicki, Waddle Gasicki. Gasicki, nobody's looking at him. I don't know what's going on. It seems like Tua likes to throw to all the, the three or four other unknown tight ends he's got on there. So it's killing Fandy perspective. But, you know, I like the way Waddle plays, and, and, you know, he's really been a safety blanket. Yeah, I mean, number 35 overall, it means he's been putting up consistent points all week. If you took a look at the wide receivers he's ahead of with overall production, you'd probably be really surprised, you know, in the beginning of the year. Yeah, I love him. Uh, he's going to do well this week again against the Giants. I bet he gets 7 for 9, 85 yards in touchdown. I like Waddle. Yeah, I can agree with that. So next we got Brandon Cooks out of Houston. Uh, five targets, three receptions, 45 yards, and a touchdown this week. He had 14 fantasy points playing against the Jets. Uh, he will be playing the Indianapolis Colts this week, 16 projected. He's the number 60 overall fantasy player. Uh, right now the Colts defense has allowed 17 touchdowns to opposing wide receivers. So I think uh, Brandon Cooks will have a decent day. I think he finds the end zone. But he's really the Texans' only offense ever since Hopkins left the Texans. It's really been rough on the wide receivers there. You know, uh, I heard a story that when uh, they traded uh, uh, Mark Ingram out, he basically cried. He said, what's going on? You know, we're done here. And then they go ahead and they get Philip uh, Lindsay. He disappears. So now you're hanging out with Dave Johnson is your guy. And uh, he, he's the only guy left standing. He's almost exiled on this terrible team. Now, I have to say, Houston, they're playing tough as they can. And they're in every game. You know, they've been losing, but they have a good core. They have a good spirit. And, uh, you know, I think that team can turn around with maybe a couple of picks in the offseason and, and really start to form into something next year. But right now, Cooks, he's their offense. Tyra Taylor, you know, runs some in. But I like Cooks against Indy. The Indy uh, secondary is not that tough. Yeah, I've always liked Cooks everywhere he's gone. He's kind of been a journeyman, but he's always been a WR1. I Absolutely. Mean, New England, New Orleans. Uh, he's been a couple different places, uh, the Rams, and he's always putting up uh, WR1, WR2 numbers. Yeah, you can count on him. And right now he's getting covered and he's still making plays. All right, finally, we got Darnell Mooney out of Chicago. He had eight targets, five receptions, 123 yards, 17 fantasy points. He's the number 67 overall fantasy player. Playing big with the Bears this year, especially with Robinson missing a lot of time. But two monster weeks out of him playing Arizona Cardinals this week. Only 11 projected. Hasn't been easy for Mooney. He's had a field. He's had Dalton, different quarterbacks coming in and out. But tough game against the Cardinals, you think. Chicago will be throwing the ball a lot to keep up, especially if Murray and Hopkins are back. So I think uh, could be three big weeks for Mooney. You know, Mooney's starting to live up to his preseason hype. Everyone kind of picked him to uh, to beat a guy. and uh, But, you know, part of the deal is, too, remember, he's not getting the advantage of Allen Robinson drawing a lot of coverage. Allen Robinson, I'm not sure really what's wrong with him. Nobody's talking about it. Is he dinged up a little bit? Is he just not that interested in playing this year? Um, he's always been a stud. Nothing going on this year. So I wish him the best. Uh, but right now, people are going to start paying attention to Mooney instead. And the only thing going on right now is for, for Mooney is Andy Dalton. He's the answer, I think. 
because Fields is just not that good yet. He's, I think he's probably a good future quarterback, but he's just not doing it. Andy Dalton loves to throw. Not the most accurate guy. He's coming along in the years, but he's making Mooney look good, and he's giving him some shots. Yeah, I don't think there's too many people out there saying Dalton's going to make all the receivers look good. I think Fields has had a rough year. I think it's been a big learning transition for him. I think it'd be a mistake for the Bears to stop learning already, especially if you want to have a I good agree. year next year. I yeah. agree. You know, I think Fields, like I said, I think he'll mature into something. He's got some wheels. Uh, he doesn't have big accuracy. He's got a big arm, but kind of like Hurts, right? He's just not that accurate yet. And remember, Chicago, they like to run the ball. And between uh, Khalil Herbert and uh, Montgomery coming back now, that's their uh, bread and butter. And oh, by the way, Cole Komet, right? Where's he coming from? But yep, he's, he's in every single uh, week, and he's making plays. And right now, they're going to be in more shootouts because the Chicago defense is just not there. You know, they're getting hurt one after another. So... Yeah, we'll talk about the Arizona game later, but uh, I like Mooney, and I think he'll probably do well, you know, 7-9, 95, touchdown. I like that. I agree. So let's move on to the running back. Let's start Antonio Gibson, Washington, coming off 19 rushes, 95 yards. He's the number 63 player overall in fantasy. It was his first 100-yard game of the season. He had 36 touches in the win against Seattle, playing the Las Vegas Raiders next week, 15 projected. Kahuna, what do you think about Antonio Gibson out of Washington? I tell you, I love I love Gibson. I love the way he runs. He runs hard. Uh, you know, he was always a good pass catcher, too, but... They took that away from him in Washington, and they kind of hung that on McKissick. Uh, yeah, he pounded the ball against Seattle, but guess what? That's not that hard this year, right? I don't know who the Seattle team is anymore. I tell you what, I like Seattle losing because we got the Jamal Adams draft pick coming up this year. Right now, Jets are up for number four and five. If the season ended today, we beat Houston, so we should have had two and three. But, you know, when it comes to the Jets, if it's about losing a draft pick, we're going to win the game, 100%. And Washington, you know, they're playing much better ball, right? Everyone said they were going to have a great defense. Well, they don't have a great defense. Well, they're missing their big defensive end, Chase Young, as well. He got injured a couple weeks ago, so that's a big part of that defense. Yeah, but guess what? They're playing better defense now. They're playing better football now. Three wins in a a row, right? Three weeks in a row, they've won uh, good games. And Heineke quietly throwing the ball, making the plays, three touchdowns last week. This Washington football team has not given up the season. And uh, you better watch out for them coming along. Well, they got a great leader in the, in the quarterback. They got a great leader in their coach. So, uh, plus having two good running backs, McLaurin uh, getting their tight end back, Logan Thomas. I think this team come together. We'll see what happens with Dallas and the Eagles. But, you know, Washington, not a bad team. Not a bad team. And I got to talk about Leonard Fournette out of Tampa Bay. 17 rushes, 100 yards, three touchdowns on the ground, eight targets, seven receptions, 31 yards, and another touchdown receiving. Not one, not two, not three, but four touchdowns out of my man Lenny. I think it's because he's back to number seven from the LSU days, but he's the number 21 overall fantasy player this year. He's really making the Bucks move. Brady now trusts him. He's getting that many targets out of the backfield. Last year, he wasn't getting any tosses from the backfield. So he's a fantasy monster. What do you think about Leonard Fournette? And they have rolled the clock back with Leonard Fournette. He's back into his Jacksonville days, right? Taking it both ways, running it, taking the passes, making it, hitting the holes hard. Um, he just looked rejuvenated last week. He was giving us his best uh, Jay Taylor impression. And uh, one more touchdown, he said. Just give me one more touchdown. But they put Rojo in instead. 
Um, I like him. And I, I'm going to love him going against Atlanta. Uh, you know, he puts balance into that offense. He allows Brady not to get hit because, you know, one thing Brady doesn't want, he doesn't want to get hit. Well, the big thing last year was him not being able to catch the ball in the backfield, dropping too many passes. This year, this offseason, he must have been working on it all year because he's not dropping more than one ball per game, and that's if he's getting hit. So I love Fournette this week, 17 projected points, hopefully two touchdowns. And again, the Bucks running game is going to do well because all the receivers. You got Godwin, you got Gronkowski back, Brown will be back, uh, Evans and Godwin. It's tough to, you know, stack the box when you got you, so many good receivers. You can't cover everybody, but, you know, I tell you, they got to pay attention to stone hands here because you got a little stick going. Yeah. Next, we got Eli Mitchell out of San Francisco. Last week, 27 rushes, 133 yards and a touchdown. He also had six targets, five receptions, 35 yards, 28 fantasy points. Number 100 fantasy player overall. Uh, A lot of touches in the last two games. He's going to be playing at Seattle. They allow the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. No Debo this week, possibly for San Fran. You'd think Eli gets a little bit of a... Uh, a boost in the run game now with Debo being gone, more carries. Well, I tell you what, I don't know how you can boost 27 rushes, right, or, or touches. He just came back from a broken finger two weeks ago. And I don't see where it's hurting him, you know. Uh, but he is their guy. And when he's healthy, they're going to run him, run him, and run him some more. And, uh, you know, Debo, are we going to miss him? Oh, absolutely. Well, Debo's been running the ball now, too. He had 75, 85 yards on the ground. So it's been helping out San Fran offensively in a lot of different ways, not just catching the ball but now running it out of the backfield. Yep, I like it. You know, he's going to be used heavily this week in Seattle. And uh, same old story, you know. Who wants to pick a winner in Seattle except uh, for the Seahawks? Not this year. Don't worry about it. <laughs> San Fran's taking this game, and Mitchell's going to have a big part of it. Yeah, especially with the draft, uh, the draft picks, and then with the Jets, I definitely hope San Fran has a good week against Seattle. So let's go to the New York Jets. Yeah, the New York Jets, big win, big win. We beat the Houston Texans 21-14. Again, if there's a draft pick to to mess up, the Jets are going to get the win. So I remember what Adam Gase and Sam Darnold every year would be, what, 3-13 or 3-12. Two games at the end, we win, of course. Could add number two overall, (laughs) number three overall, we get number seven, eight. Well, that's not here. Jets right now, three and eight. Zach Wilson uh, got the big win. A lot of work to do. Small wins for Zach Wilson. He had 145 yards, uh, one interception, no touchdowns, but he did have a rushing touchdown. We'll talk a little bit about Austin Walter, who came in nine attempts, 38 yards and a touchdown, uh, taking over for Michael Carter on IR. And Elijah Moore leading the way with four receptions, 46 yards. Uh, and he's getting healthier and healthier as the week goes on. So, Kahuna, what do you think about the Jets going into Philly this week or vice versa, Philly coming to MetLife? Yeah, they're going to play in New York. Um, you know, like I said, I was happy to see the Jets win. I think it might have been my only real pick last week that went right. Um, but, uh, geez, Zach didn't look good, you know. Uh, if it were me, I'd play Flacco this week. I think he would be better suited against Philadelphia in the rush, but n- nobody's going to do it. They got to work on their future. They got to work on Zach. I get all that. But if you're a fan, you hate to see losses. And quite honestly, playing Zach, uh, it's going to be wrong tough. There. You're wrong there. Jeff fans, we've been suffering losses for a long time. We're used to seeing losses. Right now, we got to get the future ready. We got to do small wins. We got better protections. We got to run the ball better. I don't care if we lose by 40 or we lose by four. The playoffs already gone. We can win every game and not make the playoffs. But we have to start looking like a real team. We got to start making the right plays. No mistakes. No more interceptions. Well, I got to tell fumbles. you, it's tough up in the third tier when you're watching you say your team lose by 40. So I'm not sure everybody's <laughs> clapping their hands for that call. Um, I don't know about this game. 
team. You know, I, I think Elijah Moore should do pretty well. Um, it's going to come down to one is Sanders playing because you can run, you know, uh, on the Jets. If Sanders is playing or if uh, if Scott has a good game, I think that's important. I, I really look at uh, what are they going to do with Moore. But even more importantly for the Eagles, what are they going to do with Goddard? Um, are they going to get him into game somehow? So, you know, I don't I, I'll talk about the Eagles here in a second. Uh, I just, I just hope that uh, you know Zach Wilson has a better game. Put it that way. Yeah, I mean Philly minus seven. I think this game could be close. I don't think the Eagles' offense is going to come out and hang forty-five plus on no. on the Jets. No. Um, I think the Jets will have a pretty good game. I think Zach Wilson, as long as he doesn't throw two, three interceptions, but the same thing could be said with Hurts. If we could stop the run, clog him up a little bit, the Jets' corners aren't that bad. Uh, Devontae Smith and Goddard, we can keep them under control. So it's going to be a tough game either way. Um, Eagles, Jets, always a good game. I'm excited. Hopefully we'll be there. See what happens. Yeah, you know, like I said, I'd, I'd love to see Goddard get put into this game plan. I really think the coaching staff of the Eagles has to figure out what they want the Eagles to be. Um, you know, you could blame Hurts. You could blame anybody you want. Uh, I blame the coaching staff because they're just not focused right now. You know, they're making some bad decisions that not taking the kick, the field goal, the fourth and two early in last week could have changed the, uh, the you know, the tempo of the game. The uh, They got to do something. If Goddard gets into it and they run the ball, I think this is an Eagles game. I'm going to look at the Jets side of things. I know Elijah Moore, he's done well with Flacco and Mike um, with Mike White. I think him and Wilson need to connect. They need to find each other on the field. And if that connection could start going, I think it opens up a lot of holes for the Jets. And now Michael Carter being gone, Michael Carter being on IR is tough for the Jets. It is. He was doing a great job catching the ball out of the backfield, getting 100 yards or you know 75 yards on the ground. We'll see about this new running back if he could kind of fill the hole because I think Jets beat Miami if Michael Carter wasn't hurt two weeks ago. I think if he would have played the second half, it would have been a totally different game. We're not just running the ball into the pile. So we'll see what happens, but injuries are injuries in the NFL. All right, let's go to our final thoughts. Lock of the week. So let's start with the Arizona Cardinals, 9-2 and two versus the Chicago Bears, 4-7. and seven. This line opened up, Arizona minus 7. Discussed a, a possible return of Hopkins and Kyler Murray, and then the Chicago injuries that we talked about, Robinson being hurt, Fields, Dalton, who's starting? What do you think, Una? I tell you, before I talk about anything, don't ever ask me about the Carolina Panthers again. They have beaten me up <laughs> in my thoughts and, and my discussions about football all season long. So they're a disaster. They're done. Somehow the ghost of the Darnold now is infected Newton. CMC's gone. The defense is gone. The Carolina Panthers are gone. So that's it. Done. Yeah, I agree. With we, we've been struggling with Carolina. Uh, things that we have been doing well, field goals, right? Been watching all these field goal kickers. I see one and a half field goals made, right? Go with the over. <laughs> Take a look at your field goal kickers out there and, and run that way. But back to the game, Arizona minus seven. I like Arizona money line here. I think Murray's first game back, maybe Hopkins back, could be a little slow to start the game. Maybe the Bears come out, get an easy touchdown. I'm going to say Arizona wins the game, but maybe a little bit closer than people think. What do you think, Kahuna? You know, the Chicago Bears, like we discussed earlier, their defense is no longer shut down. I don't know that they're going to be putting a lot of pressure on uh, Murray, which is probably a good thing. I don't see Murray running a lot if he is playing. Um, They'll miss Hopkins. Uh, but he may play. I don't know. But they have so many weapons anyway. They have Moore, Green, Kirk. So they, And they're coming off the bye. And they're coming off the bye. Uh, yeah, they're missing Edmonds still. I don't think he's going to play. Um, but so what? Connor, 
He's a finisher. He's a pounder. Uh, Ertz doing a great job at tight end. I'm not sure, you know, the, the Chicago's tough on tight ends, but Ertz has been putting up points. And they got Prater if things go bad. And their defense is not bad. So, um, overall, uh, Chicago, yeah, they have some weapons. Uh, I would think the weapons are going to be Cole Komet and Mooney. Uh, and, of course, Montgomery running a ball because you can run in Arizona. So I think Chicago is going to establish the run, pound it all they can, use their tight ends and a little bit of Mooney action. But at the end of the day, I think uh, Arizona is just too tough, too tough for me. I, I think they have actually a good win, like 31-17 to 17 or something, but that's just me. All right, yeah, cool. I, I would say 28-21, maybe 28-17, uh, but I think Cardinals definitely come back from the bye with a W. Yep. Uh, next game, we got the San Francisco 49ers. They're 6-5. and five. They're going to go to Seattle Seahawks, 3-7. and seven. Right now, line opened up. San Fran minus 2.5. Uh, we could talk about, you know, George Kittle. He didn't have a big week last week, but they got the big win. Debo might be hurt, and obviously he's been doing a lot of different things, not just as a receiver, but in the backfield. And then we could talk about the wide receivers of Seattle, uh, Metcalf. Again, you know, he was non-existent against Washington. Russell Wilson doesn't look the same, even though at the end of the game, he has that huge pass to almost tie it up. They missed the two-point conversion. Uh, but again, I, I, I like Seattle losing as much as they can this year just so the Jets get the pick. So I always got to be against Seattle. I'll take San Fran minus two and a half, Kittle with two touchdowns. Well, if you look at these two teams, there's there's two trends that are showing up. One of them is San Francisco was had a tough early start of season with injuries as well injuries left and right i mean playing with third fourth fifth string running backs different quarterbacks different quarterbacks and no he, kittle no kittle i mean a uke right doing nothing he was on on the, the carol's poop list there for a while and now all of a sudden they're starting to put it together mitchell came back and you know it, it's just they're they're taking control of the game so san francisco is on a major uptrend of course debo getting hurt is a little bit of fly in the ointment, but I think that'll fix itself. The other trend is Seattle. As soon as Russell Wilson got his finger hurt, you think, oh, it's all over. But Geno comes in, plays two good games. And what does he do? He gets Metcalf involved. Metcalf had two fantastic games under Geno. So as soon as Russell Wilson comes back, what do you do? They throw him in there, a disaster. He couldn't make any plays. He, he's running for his life. The whole defense is falling apart of Seattle. So that's been the counter trend. Seattle's falling apart. Well, the thing was, Seattle going to Washington as well. I mean, let's not forget a West Coast team going all the way to the East Coast. You know, sometimes things happen. I mean, if you look in the trends over time, you always say it. You don't want to take a West Coast team coming to the East Coast no matter what the case is. Yeah, something's not right. At the end of that Washington game, when miraculously they called, you know, no touchdown on that Thomas play, and, uh, and then they got... They get held up, right, and, and they get the ball back. So now here's Seattle with the ball with no timeouts, and they got to come all the way down to get eight points. Well, Russell Wilson, he made a couple of nice passes, a couple of Deacon dunks to DJ Dallas, and then he throws one pass with a minute left to DK Metcalf. Are you telling me DK Metcalf only gets one pass with a minute left in the game. Something's not right. And I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's a, a Russell Wilson thing. We know the Eagles would love DK Metcalf, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So there's something going on. And then there was one play with maybe, I don't know, just be about a minute left where Russell Wilson's going back. I think it was third and uh, second and 10. And he's scrambling because nobody's open. And he's out of the pocket. And what does he do? He takes a nine-yard sack, right? In the field of play, clock running, no timeouts. He's not played long enough to know get rid of the ball. 
Uh, I mean, it could be he missed a lot of time. You know, NFL's fast. Maybe, you know, coming back from injury, he's not seeing it. I know it takes a little bit to get up to speed. But, yeah, it was a rookie mistake on his part. Big time. So there's a problem. There's a problem with Russell. There's a problem with the Seahawks. And right now, this is going to be an easy game for San Francisco. 27-17. Take it. All right. I just like San Fran. Anything minus three against a struggling team seems all right. But finally, we got the Baltimore Ravens, 8-3. and three. Uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who were 5-5-1, five, five and one, opened up Baltimore minus 3.5. We could talk about the offensive uh, struggles uh, of the Ravens. We could talk about the offensive struggles of the Steelers. Uh, both teams really not putting up offensive numbers. Um, you know, Steelers will run the ball here and there, but I like Ravens' money line. I, got, I can't take the Steelers. They just have to look so bad lately, even though they're at home. You would think maybe they rebound. I don't think Big, Big Ben has it. I think Lamar Jackson needs to have a really, really good game Three touchdowns, maybe one to Andrews, one to Brown, and maybe two rushing. You know, everybody's talking about Lamar's big game. I haven't seen it in quite a while. He's throwing balls to everybody but his own guys, and that's maybe because his guys can't separate and get open. But, uh, you know, okay, Marquise Brown's coming back. They got the new Bateman guy. We Andrews talk about those money. Andrews catchers. How about those Andrews catchers? That's what I'm saying. Day. I mean, th- he's a quality guy. But <laughs> they're playing with a bunch of old head running backs. You know, and that's a problem. Well, they had three big injuries. That's what happens when you lose your top three running backs. You know, nobody has six great running backs in the NFL right now. I tell you, you know whose money on that team is Tucker. You know, I count. He could count, count on him day in and day out. So you take him with the one and a half over. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> but hey, you know, Baltimore, where's their defense? Right? They show up for one game and then they're non-existent for about three or four games. So let's let's talk a little bit about Pittsburgh. I mean, Big Ben, he looks older than the clock in London right now. But he is. But and, he is. And he is. But you know what? He's got a lot of heart, and I love it. But uh, the offensive line, it just seems to be getting worse and worse every week. Um, they're almost as bad as the Jets' offensive line. I, heard, I read a story about <laughs> Chase Claypool wanting to bring music into the practice uh, facilities for the Steelers, and a couple of the offensive linemen it really took offense to it. They said practice isn't supposed to be fun. You know, it's supposed to be tough. It's supposed to be dirty. So they might have a little bit of uh, mindset clashing, you know, some of the older Steelers, right, and then some of the newer generation coming in. But when I – I mean, music is good for everybody. Then I heard he said no music. I was like, oh, that's there's, pretty... there's trouble in Steeler locker room if they're, you know, yelling about music to each other. That's crazy. You know, you know who? I feel sorry for on that team is Najee Harris. That guy is getting given the ball like 20, 25 times a game, running into brick walls, almost had a concussion last week. Uh, They're asking him to do everything. Um, At least, thank God, right now, they got a little bit of help from uh, uh, Deontay Johnson. So he's making some plays. Claypool's back. Fryermouth is starting to look playable, right? Big guy, but you know he's in concussion protocol, so I'm not sure what's happening there. But you know what got uh, Pittsburgh to at least five of those wins is their defense, and they got all their guys back pretty much, but it's not clicking. So maybe, just maybe, maybe this at time home? at home, maybe that defense decides to start to you know put it together. But um, you know, I, you know, I look at Baltimore eight and three. They don't feel like an eight and three team to me. Right? Oh, but I'm going to say they're going to be a nine and three team. I like them to win. Tucker field goal end of the game, and they win twenty one nineteen. Oh, twenty one nineteen. Yeah, I was thinking twenty twenty four twenty Ravens, but it's not going to be pretty. 
No. Yeah. No, it's going to be a, a fake defensive game. That's what I think it'll be. I like that. All right. Well, we want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. We want to thank our producer, Ben Orr. We'd love to hear some of your input on our weekly decisions, whether it's through social media, Instagram, LinkedIn, or call us at 484-242-8904. Okay, go Jets, go Eagles. They'll be playing each other this week. Have a great weekend, and thank you so much for listening to Coon and the Wasp. Hey, listen, uh, I'm going to miss you guys next week. I'm going to be down in Florida, so have a good one without me. All right, have a good one.